0: The movie Grand Canyon opens with a man leaving a Lakers game in his luxury car. Well, his car breaks down in an unfamiliar neighborhood on a dark street. He calls for a tow truck from a cell phone, but just then a group of young men surround his car and they force him out and it looks like something pretty bad's gonna happen to him. He'll get robbed or maybe even even injured or killed. And just then, the tow truck arrives, and out of the tow truck steps a man named Simon. And Simon calmly attaches the car to his tow truck. And then he he speaks with the young man who seems to be the leader of this group. He says, I've got to ask you for a favor. Let me go my way here. This truck's my responsibility, and now that car's hooked up to it, so it's my responsibility too. Well, the young man reluctantly lets Simon leave with the car and the driver. But before he leaves, Simon has this to say to that young man. He says, the world isn't supposed to work like this. I mean, maybe you don't know that yet. I'm supposed to be able to do my job without having to ask you if I can. That guy is supposed to be out of weight with his car without you ripping him off. Everything is supposed to be different than this. Yeah. The world isn't supposed to work like this. Everything is supposed to be different than it is. Welcome to Advent. That's how Advent always begins, with this honesty about the way things really are in the world. Um Messy, broken, not the way they are supposed to be. Now, some years that honesty feels like a real mismatch to what's going on in our lives and in the larger culture. I remember, well, my first Advent as a pastor. And I had grown up with this idea of Advent as a joyful countdown to Christmas. Uh, just a preparation for all the good things that, that Christmas brings. And, and then I came face to face with a the the texts, biblical texts of Advent, and and especially on this first Sunday, they are apocalyptic and bleak. And there's not a word, not a not a whisper of getting ready, getting our hearts ready for for a manger and, and shepherds and and angels. Now this year, the bleak honesty of Advent. Oh, it's a gift. It's a gift. Because things aren't the way they're supposed to be. Everything is supposed to be different than it is. Three college students on Thanksgiving break are walking the streets of Burlington, Vermont, and they are shot because they're speaking some Arabic and two of them are wearing scarves that identify them as Palestinians. A young girl celebrates her fourth birthday as a hostage in Gaza, both of her parents were killed on October 7th. Oh, these are just two stories among thousands. Stories that remind us that the world isn't supposed to work like this. Everything is supposed to be different than it is. We're gonna take a minute and acknowledge acknowledge and name the pain that is Gaza and Israel. Um, not in a, a, a reductionist the suffering of this community equals the suffering of that community, or or any attempt to put these in, in, in a hierarchy, n- no, no, it's it's in a, um, uh, there is more than enough generational trauma, existential fear, suffering, loss, and grief to go around. This Advent, we weep with Israelis who lost loved ones on October 7th, and we Weep with Palestinians who have lost loved ones in the subsequent war. We also weep with our Jewish brothers and sisters and our Muslim brothers and sisters here in central Ohio who do not feel safe because of rising tides of harassment and hate. All of this, it is Cut wrenching. It is, it is soul shaking. And most of us aren't even that close to all of it. But we do know that the world isn't supposed to work like this. Everything is supposed to be different than it is. Again, welcome to Advent. Now, we can accuse Advent of being many things I'm dire, apocalyptic. Um, Dramatic, maybe even a little self-important, but it's not superficial. <laughs> it's not superficial. Advent does not provide easy answers. It does not ignore the deep suffering of the world. Advent tells the truth about the human condition, and it's it's a season that's pretty much willing to go as deep as, as we will let it. Um and this season articulates our our profound longing for things to be different for things to be better for for uh, for ourselves for for those we love for for our, our our brothers and sisters of all religious affiliations here in central ohio for the people of israel and palestine for the whole world because the other advent claim is that God is not done with us, that God's work is not finished, it's not complete. So in addition to to, to naming the truth of things, Advent also makes the claim that all of this can be better, and that someday, someday Jesus is going to come back and make it so. Someday, Jesus is going to come back and make all things right. Wars will cease and, and justice will rule. Illness and death will no longer exist and, and all suffering will come to an end. The prophet Isaiah promises that on that day, God will wipe away the tears from every eye. So Jesus, if you're going to come back and make everything right, um, I think now would be a good time. Yeah, right? Now would be a good time. But today's text reminds us that it's not ours to know the day and time. So what are we to do? What are we to do in the meantime? Well, what our text says is, we stand watch, we pay attention, we stay awake. Now, when it comes to Israel and Palestine, that means embracing, I think, of a humble role. Um, we resist problem solving, we don't offer solutions, we withhold criticism and judgment. Um, we lean into empathy and compassion. We listen and we draw on the best and deepest parts of our tradition and we hold space for contradiction and complexity and multiple stories of pain and suffering and fear. And because we sit a little outside the worst of all of this, we have the opportunity I would even say the luxury of being able to see the full humanity of everyone. I think that's what it looks like to to keep watch, to pay attention. This Advent twenty twenty three. But I want to. I, I want to now mention another way for us to pay attention and to stay awake. Um, that, that we, don't, we don't just name the pain and suffering and look forward to Jesus' return. Um, we also look for signs that God is present now, here, now. Um, glimmers, I wanna talk about glimmers. And they're a thing right now in, in social media. Um, glimmers are, are the opposite of triggers. They are experiences that tell our bodies that we're safe and that we're okay. Um, They're tiny moments of awe, things that happen that that spark joy and and lead to some inner calm. Um, I I believe glimmers are, are an Advent thing because they remind us of God's promise to make all things new as they remind us of God's presence with us right now in this in-between time. So a glimmer might be the first sip of coffee in the morning, the sight of a hummingbird, a blue sky, a favorite song coming up in our playlist or popping up on the radio, a surprise visit from an old friend. Looking for glimmers, is it's an advent practice. Um, As we look for glimmers, I think Advent invites us to stay in those moments a little bit longer than we might otherwise, to watch the sunrise or sunset just a little bit longer, linger over a meal with friends just a little bit longer. Amidst all that is not right with the world, we hold on to this reality that God is not done with us. God is not done with us, and even now... God is breaking into our world one glimmer at a time. My friends, the world isn't supposed to work like this. Everything is supposed to be different than it is. So we wait, we watch, we listen, we pay attention, and we look for signs for glimmers of God's light breaking into our world and into our lives. We wait with our eyes focused and our hearts riveted on the coming of the one who has promised to make all things right, the one who promises to make us all whole, the one who promises to wipe away all of our tears. We wait And we join with Christians around the world and throughout the centuries as we say, Come, Lord Jesus, come. Amen.